This episode of The Incubator is proudly sponsored by Chiesi. Do you find yourself juggling multiple websites and clinical tools as you care for your patients? NeoCarePal is a resource providing access to multiple clinical calculators in just one place. To learn more, visit nicuconnections.com backslash NeoCarePal. This is The Incubator, a weekly discussion about new advances in neonatology and the fascinating individuals who make this progress possible. I am Dr. Ben Korsha. And I'm Dr. Daphne Yasova-Barbeau. We are neonatal intensive care physicians. Welcome. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. We are joined by the great, uh, the podcast veteran, Amy Hare. Amy, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me this morning. No, thank you. We were talking about the the bonding, the team bonding experience that uh, <laughs> that happened last night. Yeah, no, that's what's great about these meetings is that we can all interact, not just, you know, faculty, but the families and trainees. And so I got a text last night. Um, it was still pretty early. Hey, we're all doing karaoke. Come join us. <laughs> And I was like, ooh, you know, but I like to dance. You know, I'm pretty outgoing. And so there were a lot of people there. There's probably like 50 of us. And wow. Some of the moms um, brought me on stage. And I was like, I, I, how did I get roped into this? Um, but that's what's wonderful about this conference, the fact that we can bond and get to know each other on a different level. And um, I really think it helps collaboration. Any closeted, uh, talented uh, singer that you uh, identified? identified? <laughs> Actually, you know, um, Doug Burren, he is a researcher at Baylor. He mm-hmm. does neck research and piglets. And he, um, I believe he sings in church too, but he has a really great voice. Uh-huh. That's awesome. So. That's awesome. That's <laughs> so many um, of the people in our network have a lot of talent. Yeah, talent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> outside of medicine. So that's good. Well, I think, I think what you're describing is, you know, what we've been trying to do the last few days is share a little bit about one, the information, um, but what makes this conference so special. And despite everything we've done, I think it's it's not the same as being here mm-hmm. um, in person and making having those opportunities for networking and connection. But I think we have been able to share um, some of the um, science that's being presented. And you um, moderated the track on Monday, the science and power of human milk for neck reduction. So tell us maybe some of the take-home points. I think we know that milk is important, um, but specifically, you know, for neck, why do we have to get mom's own milk? Yeah, no, I think it was a great session because it brought together – did talk about the science, but we kind of started with why human milk and Sarah Taylor kind of started off with that and what we know and all the amazing benefits. And then Lars uh, came and talked about, 
HMOs and kind of scientific advances with mm-hmm. that. And then we brought in um, Aloka at the end that talked about health disparities and breastfeeding disparities. And then Kimberly, she spoke at the beginning and at the end, she was our parent um, family representative. And she just had such a powerful story as well. So um, takeaways, I mean, so one, we all have to work together. I know that sounds obvious, but um, I think having all of us in a room together talking about our different expertise, but like we can't continue to study, you know, human milk science more unless we um, have ways to increase mom's milk. So I would say like the teamwork, um, learning, I mean, definitely we just have barriers still. And, And go beyond just mom, give us some milk. Basically, basically, but you know, um, who was it? It was uh, Shuttle. He Shuttle Shaw. Yeah. He spoke up and he said, "What do we do with the OBs? Because mm. you mm-hmm. know we're here. We're um, We're scientists. We have families here, but no OBs, and and we need their partnership. And so that was like one of the huge takeaways I had. I was like, okay, you know, I need to meet with OB again because um, it, it's about education and communication. Right. They support right. it. They just like in my center, for example, they don't even know the extent of our milk bank. Yeah. Um, you know, and how we prep milk and kind of all these nuances. And I'm like, that's on me. You know, mm-hmm. I need to meet with them. But I would say that. And then um, Lars kind of gave us hope. There, There's innov- innovation on the way. Right, right. There's, you know, potential, um, you know, isolating components of human milk and turning that into um, potential treatments. Mm-hmm. To your point about education. So obviously, you know, we know the science. We know milk is good. We know it um, is one of... At this point, the the only things we have to help uh, mitigate the risk of neck. And I think sometimes we don't trust parents enough to receive all of the information. So what are your recommendations for when we are counseling parents about pumping early in this day? Mm-hmm. How much do we tell them? What information do we give them? Yeah, no, and that came up out of the session as well. So one, we need to start prenatally. So yeah. that's where our partnership with OB begins. Um, but two, Kimberly, um, she brought up, you know, from her experience, she said she just wanted to know the information, meaning she didn't understand um, the, initially the importance or like how her milk right. was medicine for her baby. And she's like, that was the only thing I could do was get up and pump in the middle of the night for my baby to help him. And so I think kind of bridging that gap um, – they, what was interesting that came out of it is not just education to families and to moms, but trying to be careful and sensitive about how we mentioned donor milk. Right. So a lot of us are using donor milk now. But um, for Kimberly, for example, it almost felt like, wait, my milk's not good enough? Oh. Like, I haven't even started pumping yet, and you're asking me about donor milk. So then Aloka Patel brought up a good, you know, good point. Well, maybe we should wait. Mm. You know, like, get mom pumping, get that, you know, um, colostrum early on. So kind of just nuances like that, that I haven't actually thought about. And I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. That could totally be sending the wrong message. Mm -hmm. So I think through Aloka's work and some other people kind of pulling that out and, and recognizing how we need to address that differently. I love the level of sophistication in in how we can approach that. That's so good. Yeah. I mean, I think our communication matters. I think sometimes it's even presented that Maybe donor milk is uh, even equivalent to mm-hmm. mom's own milk, and we know that's not the case. Um, I picked this up somewhere, but I like um, the idea that the if if we're going to use donor milk, it's just as a bridge mm-hmm. until the best stuff is available. Mm-hmm. Exactly. No, I think definitely um, telling moms about that, and then you ask like wh- how often or how soon moms need to pump, and it was reemphasized six hours. So there used to be studies where, or there's one study where they pumped right after C-section, had the mom's pump, but six hours. 
So mom just needs to get a pump within six hours and start pumping every two to three hours. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, Not only are you here moderating, but you're also part of the Next Society Scientific Advisory Council. Mm -hmm. And we know that you're obviously an expert in in the field, so it's not surprising that they've invited you to be on the council. But what does it mean to you? Why why are you involved with the Next Society? Oh, that's a great question. And I forget how long I've been involved. Mm-hmm. I've been involved since 2014. Which is when it, it began in 2014, mm-hmm. right? I, yeah, pretty early on. And um, yeah, I you know, so one, I became a neonatologist uh, because of NEC. I had a, well... I had a baby in the NICU. I like the NICU. Mm-hmm. I like to, because for lots of reasons. Um, but I had a baby that was diagnosed with NAC, and it really stuck with me. And so then that's where my passion for human milk and nutrition and how. Like when you were a resident. Yeah, when I was a resident. Thank you. Yeah, the resident. Like, yeah, intern probably. Mm-hmm. I, I decided a little late. But point being, neck has always been kind of something I've always wanted to help reduce and mm-hmm. help study. And so then it was just a natural fit. Um, I met, I knew Jay because um, Jay was one of the first, yeah. you know, members and got to meet Jen and just hearing her story how and the other moms, how powerful it was. And so, yeah, it, it, it's more than just advocacy or moving, moving the bar forward. It's know at this point yeah I mean I've been involved for a very long time and just seeing how far we've come in such a short amount of time and the work we've done um I also love we I was talking I think to you in the hallway about this yesterday that it's great to grow trainees and Mm -hmm. young physician scientists and educators and you know that want to work on this disease and um kind of you know move the bar forward so that's another reason why I've really enjoyed being involved just the ability to bring people together that maybe otherwise wouldn't be yeah, and that's how we're going to get trainees to learn about collaboration early on and learn how to branch out and collaborate with others because that's something that in the 20 years ago model of fellowship and residency was you, you stayed within your center usually. So mm-hmm. so I think this is kind of cool that you guys have all these um, these programs for mentoring and so on. Yeah. And I told you, I felt like this was the friendliest group of experts that anybody could engage with. Uh, you know, you're a... You're a powerful but not not intimidating bunch so i definitely think if somebody has an interest in studying neck that they should feel comfortable about reaching out because it sounds like you guys want to continue collaborating and bringing in uh young people who are interested in the work yeah no absolutely yeah no i think we have a great group and we love to help and collaborate and that's what this part of this conference is about is being visible and approachable and you know, I mean, I've met some people at this conference I've never really talked to in person, mm-hmm. maybe an email, maybe we've been on a Zoom together. So, um, And it's not the same. To be in person is so much, there's so much more. Right, right. Yeah. So, I mean, even someone like me who's been involved a long time and I've met a lot of people at different confer- conferences, I, I, you know, I probably met at least 10 or 15 people that I, you know, I was like, wow, yeah, we need to talk. Yeah. You know, like I've just emailed with you or, mm-hmm. and then the karaoke helps. <laughs> You know, um, just getting, you know, it just getting to know each other on a slightly different level that makes you comfortable. And I think it does help collaboration moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. That's Uh, the key then. We're going to want to ask you, Daphna, who are the uh, intimidating bunch? Because now now you've created a ranking and now I want to (laughs) know. I think I think neonatology in general is Mm -hmm. a very um, collaborative and supportive, supportive Mm -hmm. uh, place. Absolutely. Amy, thank you so much for dropping by. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Thank you all for being here. It means a lot. We've loved having you. Thank you. Thank you. 
Thank you for listening to The Incubator. If you like this episode, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or the Apple Podcast website. You can find other episodes of The Incubator and new shows from The Incubator Network on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or the podcast app of your choice. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to send us questions, comments, or suggestions to our email address, nikupodcast at gmail.com, or by visiting our website, www.the-incubator.org. You can also message the show on Instagram or X, formerly known as Twitter, at NICU Podcast. Thanks again for listening and see you next time. This podcast is intended to be purely for entertainment and informational purposes and should not be construed as medical advice. If you have any medical concerns, please see your primary care practitioner. Thank you.